Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. In this episode, we're going to focus on building personal resilience. You know, I'm really tired of people acting like just because I've come through a tough time that I must have developed resilience. It is not that simple. Just because we come out on the other side doesn't mean that we're resilient. Sometimes we come out on the other side absolutely exhausted depleted, and diminished. You know that silly expression, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It sounds so good, but it's inaccurate. Sometimes what doesn't kill you just leaves you undead. And I don't know if undead is a real word, but I think you get it. I believe that we work to develop resilience. And then when we demonstrate it, we begin to build that muscle. The ups and downs of life certainly give us a lot of opportunities to strengthen that muscle. Building resilience is one of the best coping mechanisms that we can develop. In this podcast, we're going to focus on the strategies that we can all use to build our resilience. There are four activities that are available to each one of us. I'm going to review them and then explore each of them in a little bit more detail. The activities are reframing, continuous learning, perspective expansion, and network expansion. Resilience requires a reframe. That means looking at the situation and deciding how you're going to interpret it. That is a tough, tough, tough decision when we're in the middle of a storm. It's hard to look at dashed hopes, shattered dreams, and profound loss and constructively reframe. However, the reframe is essential in building a resilient spirit. Crafting a reframe does not involve a huge reimagining of the situation. It can begin with small attempts at looking at the situation with a different lens. I had the pleasure of working with a woman who was diagnosed with stage 3 breast cancer. I was so amazed that throughout the entire ordeal, she found something to reframe. When she was going through painful chemo, she would sit in the chair and thank the person who drove her to the treatment. She would say, you know, this is our special opportunity to share time that we missed because of our busy schedules. That's the ultimate reframe. She saw the cancer as something that brought her closer to her friends and family. She would never, ever discuss the situation as a death knell. 
Consider the woman who kept referring to her divorce as her liberation, even while she was going through a contentious tug of war over property. Of course, any one of us would be sad at the end of a long-term relationship. The reframe is what enables a person to move from a divorce or a disaster into the future without bitterness. I want to share an additional reframe. A friend was a devoted, committed volunteer with a local nonprofit. She was faithful in soliciting donations of all sorts. She'd work in the processing center whenever asked. She filled in for other volunteers and was even tapped to train new volunteers. When a major change was coming, the founder asked for opinions. This volunteer did not support the changes and saw them as counter to the organization's mission. She shared her thoughts with the founder. The founder, who was a bit autocratic, wanted absolute compliance. She was really annoyed that the volunteer challenged her by sharing her opinions that were not in alignment with the new direction. The founder saw this as threatening. As a result, she asked this very devoted person to resign from volunteering. Of course, the volunteer was deeply hurt, but she was able to see this experience as an opportunity to be of service in other places and in other ways. That was a powerful reframe. It's that reframe that allowed her to find another organization that served the poor. This organization's leadership welcomed ideas, encouraged dialogue, and valued her unwavering commitment. She became a trusted, treasured volunteer and established a long-term relationship that continues to this day. Her ideas, her opinions, her innovations are sought and welcomed. This would never have been possible without the reframe. Let's move on. Let's explore continuous learning. We become more resilient when we commit to lifelong learning. This means constantly acquiring new skills, using the skills, and developing mastery. Each new skill is a foundation for getting to the next. I think lifelong learning allows us to keep our energy focused in a positive direction. In some ways, I see it as a productive distraction from the dilemmas of life. I know that for me, when I'm learning new things, taking classes, I, I don't have time to think about my struggles. I don't have time to focus on my problems and my woes. It's really like my energy is diverted and my problems somehow get smaller. The other purpose of continuous learning is that the skills we develop help us during and after adversity. Think about it. If you learned how to use Zoom or another platform for teleworking while being forced to work from home, that's a skill that will serve you in the future. I've heard seasoned faculty who never had to teach distance learning courses talk about their new experiences. Being forced into the distance learning world 
gave them a skill set that they never imagined they could develop or that they would develop. Now, like all of the activities required to build our resilience, continuous learning is a choice. For every faculty I've heard speak positively about learning new technologies to deliver instruction, I've heard almost as many bemoan having to deliver courses online. Those people have made the choice not to learn and not to grow. It's all a choice to learn, not to learn, to grow, not to grow. Perspective expansion. The next activity, it calls us to see a broader range of possibilities and probabilities than we would typically imagine. I like to think of this as the ability to dream beyond the current state of existence. It requires the ability to be, as the term implies, expansive. It enables us to see beyond the current definition of the immediate problem and the available solutions. When our perspectives become enlarged, our range of options automatically enhances exponentially. Here's an example of perspective expansion, or the lack thereof. An engineer I knew was not happy with her civil service job. She was bemoaning the fact that she got passed over for promotion twice. She was invited by a colleague to start a small company that fabricated road signs. She kept saying that the market for road signs in Maryland was small. She said that there were only so many highway construction projects. As we talked, I asked her why the business would have to be limited to Maryland. Her response was that she and her potential business partner lived in Maryland. I asked her about the surrounding states. Her response was that they didn't have contacts in those jurisdictions. She continued to explain how limited the market was for highway signs. I asked her if the same equipment could be used to build street signage in new developments. She said that it could, but she didn't think there was much in the way of new construction in her part of the state. She just couldn't see that there's a great big world with developers building all over the place. I guess I don't need to tell you that she was unable to expand her perspective and never started the business. She remained dissatisfied with her position and just could not imagine the world beyond her little oyster. Let's move to network expansion. This is a combination of who you know, who you need to know, and who knows you. Having a wide network of relationships is useful in building resilience. These are the people who can support your personal and professional development. These are the people who can open the doors to new opportunities. They can connect you to others who may have options that you've never considered. I want to make an important point about network expansion. It's not just about what other people can do for you. It's also about what you can offer them. A one-way network is nothing more than usury. 
As you work on expanding your network, think about what you can offer the other person. Ask them what they may need from you. I met a colleague through an association that we both belong to. We decided to have coffee because she wanted to talk to me about getting published. After she picked my brain, she asked me, Joanne, what can I do for you? What are some of the goals that you want to accomplish? She's clearly a woman who understands the mutuality in networking. Here's a good activity to get you thinking about how to expand your network. Identify one of your professional goals. Be really clear about it. Then make an exhaustive list of people who have the potential to help you reach that goal. These may be people that you know or people that you've yet to meet. After you've made the list, jot down the benefit you'd get from the new connections. Next, make a list of what you can offer to each of the potential new connections. Finally, identify people who can make the introduction. Regarding the people you already know, schedule time to connect or reconnect with them. Just as you did with the new connections, identify the benefit from strengthening the relationship and the things that you can offer. Expanding your network requires focused attention. It also requires a willingness to actively engage in supportive, encouraging ways. I'd like to wrap with a quick review. We can all build resilience with focused attention. We have to master the reframe. This means looking at the same situation through different lenses. It's tough. It's really tough, but it's necessary. Once we reframe, we're able to focus on our learning. Continuous learning positions us for new opportunities, for different options, for being of service in ways we never considered before. This attention to building resilience has the potential for personal transformation. Remember, you can build resilience at any stage of your life. Commit to it. Practice the competencies that we've covered. Now, be realistic. Expect the normal ebbs and flows of skill development. Remember, you don't have to simply survive, you can thrive. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe to get more relevant leadership learning. Check out my YouTube channel to stay prepared for leading in an ever-evolving world.